Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Um, how are you all doing? I know that this is a very strange time. And um, some of you, I've heard the messages and some of you have been saying, you know, that actually we're struggling. This is quite challenging. Um, you know, I'm uncertain about my job and whether I get a job when I go back from furlough. Um, some of you have been saying, actually, I'm just struggling being in the house by myself. But some of you all said, you're, you're loving it. You're flourishing. It's like, this is great. It's what I was born for, someone said to me. I was really... Um, some of you are, are on your own and, and literally just trying to make every day uh, work well for you. Some are having to homeschool and manage children and it's it's not challenge not not easy for you others are thinking oh, i wish i'd gone into teaching i'm loving this experience uh, some people are enjoying the opportunity to sort things out in their garden or to do some decoration and some of you are working at work harder than ever you're putting in long shifts um, some of you guys on the front line, we've all just prayed about and talked about doing some incredible things. But even some local businesses I know have have got more work than ever before, and you're having to fit uh, all the kind of challenges of you know self isolation rules into place, uh, social isolation rules into place, and still deliver your business and stuff. It is a challenging time, uh, but I believe that the Bible and and I believe that God wants to speak to us in this season. And we've got this series uh, called Unleashed, uh, Unleashed. Uh, different verses each week. We're looking at the book of Acts, the early church, and asking the question, how do we be unleashed as a church? How do we look back at the early church and learn from that? And and I believe we've got so much to learn from what we've seen in the past. And so I just want to take a few moments today, if that's okay, just to kind of talk about what it means to be an unleashed people, an unleashed people. That's the title for today. For those of you who are watching last week, you remember that Hannah started off and she talked about the Holy Spirit. And so we mustn't just be spectators. We should join in the adventure. It's an adventure being a follower of Christ. It's an adventure being full of the Holy Spirit and and wondering where will he take me today? And so for those of you maybe who aren't familiar with this uh, part of scripture, this is the story of how the church began. This is the story of how the church uh, started uh, 2,000 years ago. So, you know, you've had Jesus. He's he's lived on earth. He's come and he's told his stories. He's uh, performed miracles. He's uh, he's sadly got taken uh, by the Roman soldiers and he was crucified a horrible death on the cross, placed in a tomb, and then three days later, Easter Sunday, he came back to life, he was resurrected. And because of that uh, moment, Christians for thousands of years have chosen to follow Jesus because he overcame death, because as a son of God, he gave us access to God himself. And then a little bit later on, you've got those stories of Jesus, and the early bit of the book of Acts, Jesus talks to his disciples, his followers, his friends. He says, you know, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send someone to be with you, to be your comforter, to be your helper, to be your supporter. And they didn't know what they wanted. He said, just go to Jerusalem and wait and see what happens. And so in Acts chapter two, in the second half, they, they're sitting there in Jerusalem in this upper room. And then suddenly they're just, what do I do? We're sitting here. We're just kind of, what do we do next? We've walked and followed Jesus for all these years and now we don't know what to do with ourselves. And they're sitting there, they voted in a new member of their team. And then suddenly there was this 
God moment. And the Holy Spirit fell, as we've just heard about before last week. And, and, and this is now called Pentecost. It's the birthday of the church. And the Spirit fell. They spoke different languages. There was disruption. And it was like crazy times. Peter preached his heart out, out of the upstairs window. And 3,000 people get baptized on the same day from countries and nations all over the place. It's an incredible moment. And in the middle of it, you have this immediate church overnight. The, the, the disciples have this church. What do we do with this group of people that want to follow Jesus and want to learn about how to follow and work his way? And they've, they've known how to do the Jewish traditions for many years, but now everything has changed. And so in the middle of that, we've got Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47. Lottie, would you read yeah, that? It'd be great if yeah. you read that yeah, to absolutely. us. Some important <clears throat> parts of scripture here for us to listen to. The believers form a community. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the Lord's temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Thank you, Lottie. That, that feels like a million miles away from where we are right now, doesn't it? It feels the idea of meeting in homes together, of sharing meals together, of gathering in one place in groups. just doesn't, you know, it doesn't really talk about online communities there. It just, you know, it doesn't feel like, how could that be unleashed today? How can that re reflection of the early church be the church today? Uh, I don't know if you remember, I went to visit um, the Bruderhof community yeah. a number of years ago in East Sussex. This is a, a, a group of uh, people who follow Jesus and they've decided to live all together. And this Bruderhof community, is, uh, several hundred people uh, live in this community. And from every age, there were children there and there were grandparents there. And, and they, they sell everything and they move in together. They share everything. And I remember I went because um, we were kitting out our, our nursery at the church we were at at the time. And they make incredible nursery furniture called Community Playthings. It's, it's amazing. I remember one of the guys there, a guy called Jacob, that was his name, Jacob. And he, he got hold of one of these chairs and he threw it across the room. And he said, you can't break them. We guarantee these chairs for 10 years. And we bought so much of their furniture and it's still going now. 10, 15 years later, but they lived in community. They ate all together. They, they worked together. When I went into the workshop to see where they made all the furniture, you had people there, probably children, about 12, 13, working and helping. But you also have people in their 80s. They said, we don't do retirement here. Everyone gets to play a part in some way or another. It was incredible. It was almost a bit of that Acts 2 moment of people living together in community. But my question today is, how can we, as church today in 2020, how can we live in community when we are apart? How can we gather when we are all separated out? Uh, you know, we've been trying to, as Freedom Church, keep a, an eye on everyone, make sure everyone's okay. We've got online communities and connect groups, we call them, where people can form and connect. And we've got various activities. Uh, ben did a quiz night last week, and that was a lot of fun. We've got the Kids Friday program and the WhatsApp youth stuff and all these things we're doing to try and build a sense of belonging. Um, but just last week, I really felt like we needed to make sure everyone was okay. I just kind of had that sort of pastor's, I know, don't be too shocked, pastor's kind of heart. I thought, you know, I, I hope everyone's okay. 
And so we got all of our team just to phone everybody. And hopefully you got a phone call. And if you didn't, I'm sure someone tried to do so. And, and I phoned a bunch of people. And it was great to find out what, how people were doing, to discover their well-being. And I remember someone made this comment to me. I, I Actually, they said to me, I feel more connected to the church than ever before. I was like, really? They said, yeah, we're able to watch church online when we get round to doing that. We can phone people. We've managed to go on online um, connect group. We really love the morning prayers. They felt we feel really connected to the life of the church. We feel really part of things. And those who live outside of Romans, even some people who live overseas and away from us, who've just said we feel really part of this community, which is just wonderful. It, it just got me thinking, you know, I love the gathering. I, I love gathering together. I love the big crowd. I love, you know, big events and everyone there and we're having great fun worshipping God. I miss the worshipping God together in a big crowd of people. And, and I just, you know, but it's not about the gathering. It's never been about the gathering or even attendance online. It's great that we have many of you watching right now online and, and many more watch again during the week. And hundreds of people are, are able to see what Freedom Church a little bit of what we do at this time. Uh, but it's not about the gathering. It's not about attendance online. It's about people, you and me and us, engaging with the story of Jesus. Absolutely. It's connecting with each other and connecting Amen. with our Father God yes. through Jesus. Yes. That's what it's about. It's yes. never been about just getting people together. It's about we get to it together to equip the saints, yes. to lead people in the pursuit of Jesus, to see lives and communities transformed. I'm getting quite passionate now, <laughs> you know, because yes. I want you to be fully empowered followers of Jesus who look for ways to live like Jesus, even if you're in lockdown. You know, our limitations must never stop us from being followers of Jesus. They, they create opportunities for us to do things differently. And we may be limited, but we're not, um, we're not locked down completely. We can live fully alive as followers of Jesus Christ. We just have to do it differently. And I want to talk a bit about that today. How do we do this mission differently? How can we be an unleashed people when we're all locked down? And when we go back to that story in Acts chapter 2 that Lottie read to us a few moments ago, there was this disruption of the Holy Spirit. They were just like, what do we do? We just go, we sit, we sit in a room, we wait, we, we talk to each other, we pray, we read our Bibles. And then, and then there was this moment where the Holy Spirit disrupted them and it broke in, it changed their direction, it changed everything. Because the moment the Holy Spirit fell yes. in Acts chapter 2, Paul, uh, so Peter, full of boldness, stands up, preaches his preach, thousands get saved and it changes everything. And people's lives got changed. And you and I, if you're a follower of Jesus today, you're, you're here because somebody in that crowd on that day in Acts chapter 2 told wow. somebody who told somebody who told somebody who told somebody. And eventually someone told you about a man called Jesus and how you could live his way. Disruption can be a gift. Disruption can be a gift if it causes us to reconsider our purposes. It causes us to reconsider the direction we are traveling in. I know disruption is not easy, it's not fun, but disruption can be a gift. You know, we all get stuck in our ways. I can get stuck in my habits and routines, and we don't really want these unwanted interruptions. But it can get us restarted, it gets us thinking differently. It can give us a fresh emphasis because a disruption, a disruption can be a gift to each one of us. Honestly, even right now, we're being disrupted, it's a gift to us. You think about all through the Bible, different people getting disrupted and changing the course of time. 
You know, I, I think about the people of Israel disrupted by Moses with a new plan to take them away from slavery into the promised land. It was a disruption to them. They had to pack everything up. They had to move out. We think about disruption of Mary, uh, teenage Mary, mm. innocent virgin Mary in her kitchen doing some chores and the angel comes and disrupts her. Or Saul walking along the Damascus road about to go and persecute some Christians. He doesn't like the way they're speaking about this man Jesus. And there's a disruption on the Damascus road where the, the Spirit of God says, why are you doing this? Why are you persecuting me? Disruptions. I'm even aware of even more recent times of people like Isaac Newton sitting there calmly under a tree and suddenly an apple falls, maybe, on his head. Who knows? But this apple fall disrupts his thinking and makes him think differently. Yeah. Disruption can be a gift. It gets us to think differently. And maybe right now you're facing this disruption and it's causing you frustration. But actually, it could be a gift to you. It could create you a different way of thinking. This disruption of the Holy Spirit unified the early church. It made the early church think, actually, we are together. We are united because we have a purpose. You know, the unity together is a result of this powerful love of God. The church gets unified by the Holy Spirit. It's the hallmark of who we are. The idea that we're just united because we just like each other isn't actually the, the you know, the early church didn't just kind of hang out because they just wanted had nothing else to do. They had a purpose, a mission. If anything, right now, what we're facing in, in our present times is some similarities to the early church. The early church, they were gathered together. They were in large groups. They would often go to the temple every day and suddenly they got scattered. They got scattered around nations because disruption came along. The Holy Spirit came along. Persecution came along. And it wasn't pleasant. And it's dismissed people into different communities and different homes. Mm. You know, we used to meet in a school hall on a Sunday. But now we've been disrupted. And it's caused us to start thinking differently. We've got more reach than ever before. Church online, not just our church, but churches online are reaching more people than ever before. Thousands and thousands and thousands of non-believers are going online, finding a local church. They are disrupted. It's getting to reassess, where am I heading in my life? What am I doing with my life? Where am I going with my life? This disruption is causing me to think differently. We've had people contacting our church office and saying, could you please help me understand who this man Jesus is? I need to get back to faith. I've lost my faith or I've never had a faith. I want to discover more. And there are people right now watching us who you're one of those people, you've been disrupted and you're wondering, where is my trajectory of life? And I think that's what disruption does. We're on a certain path. We're on a journey. And along comes a disruption. We say, do we ignore that or do we choose to listen to it? And I challenge you today in this time to see disruption as a gift disruption as our gift. Some of you um, will know that uh, earlier this year in February, I've even got a copy here, look, here we go, little plug. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a book called Simply Church. It was based on those six verses from Acts 2, 42 to 47. I could, literally could talk all of this book about Acts chapter 2. Yes. But I did write, I could ask Lottie, I've, I've, I've tried most of it out on her. But one of the things um, I wrote in that book, and I think this the book is obviously when I wrote it, I didn't think this would be happening, but the principles are still the same. I wrote this. Our ultimate purpose of the church is not hanging around all together at the weekends in a safe bubble of Christianity. It's a chance to be built up, challenged, taught, ministered to, and then sent out and scattered to be the church in the world that we each live in between the Sundays. Yeah. That's what it's all about. 
That's why I wrote the book, because church is not just about gathering. It's not about hanging out. You know, when the disruption of the Holy Spirit took place in Acts chapter 2, everything changed for the early church. It went from meeting in temples and, and, and talking about religion and routines being the centre of the life. It went to seeing Jesus as the Lord of their lives. Suddenly religion wasn't the Lord, rules weren't the Lord, systems weren't the Lord, but Jesus himself was the Lord of their lives. And they were united, not around sharing their different things, but united around the person of Jesus mm-hmm. and his mission to go into the whole world, to preach the good news, to make disciples, to baptise people in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. That is what unity should be around. It's not about being together but about having a shared purpose. I love being together, don't get me wrong, mm. but it's about our unity because of purpose. Yeah, and in Acts 2, there was this move to share everything. That's what we talk about here, this united people, this unleashed people. Think, wouldn't that be lovely? But it was because they were committed to this common mission to lead people in the pursuit, the way of Jesus. I want to encourage you to say we are part of this global family. Millions of people today follow Jesus Christ. We are this diverse community. Look at 1 Corinthians 12. You know, we look like a body of people. You know, we have different strengths and Christ is the head of the church. Our diversity is our strength. We bring different things to it. What other organisation would attract people from every background, race, gender, lifestyle, and be united and going, come on, Jesus wants us to be together, not because we just like each other and want to share everything together, eat together, but because we are united around the common purpose about the mission of Jesus Christ. The church is more united today than ever before. The church is, is, is doing incredible things around the world. It's reaching out into communities. It's serving the need. I am blown away by what I'm seeing. I'm so encouraged at the moment by the church. The church is looking different. I think this disturbance is a gift to the church. It gives us a chance to reassess. Have we got comfortable? Have we got, uh, you know, sort of into habits and routines? But now we've got a chance to be scattered. As I read somewhere outside the Baptist church here in Romsey, the church is not closed, it's just deployed. Yeah. And that's what it should be yeah. like. The church should be deployed, should be scattered. Yeah. It's not designed to be gathered and hidden. A beautiful bride is there to be seen. A light is being there to put on a lampstand for all to see. Mm-hmm. A city on a hilltop, that's what we're meant to be doing. And you might say, this all sounds great, it's all very exciting and passionate, but how can we be unleashed when we're on lockdown? And, and how can we be unleashed when we unlock down. In the book of Acts, everyone gets to act, not just a few people. Everyone gets to play in this thing called church. Everyone gets a part to play. We may be on lockdown, but we can still be unleashed. Yes. As I sort of wrap this up, um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember this, I, I watched a film. I was on Netflix, like you do, flicking away on Netflix. And I found a film that's kind of become quite popular recently called Contagion. And Contagion is a story of a virus. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like watching a documentary of today that was created 10 years ago. And it's a virus that was created in South China uh, by a bat. And, and, and someone got ill and they ate something and then they flew across to America and people were getting ill. And then there's like people talking about social isolation and social distancing and talking about R counts. And it was like, this is all the language I'm hearing on sort of prime minister's <laughs> news every day. And it was like, it was really strange. But here's the, here's the thing I want to say as we bring this to a close. As Christians, we have a more contagious message than any virus. We may be on lockdown, but the message of Jesus will never, ever be locked yes. away. Amen. It will never be limited because we'll always pass from generation to generation. 
I want to ask you the question today, what would it look like if Freedom Church were an unleashed people? What if those listening today and watching today, what if you could see your disruption as a gift? What would happen if acts of kindness which are taking place are loving the way we're treating the NHS right now and the clapping on a Thursday night and supporting frontline workers and local business? What if that continued for a lot further? What if we continue doing our small acts of kindness? Because they make a huge difference. The, the, the giving towards the food bank has been incredible, both financially and, and with donations. And our debt service is, is starting back up again. And we want to do things that will make a huge difference. What can you do? What part can you play? Maybe you're able to give. I'm blown away by people's generosity this time. We've had people starting to give to the church in the last couple of weeks who weren't previously giving. Thank you. The food uh, bank has grown in its finance, but also Freedom Matters, our, our project that oversees all those things. Thank you for your generosity. It's been shown to make such a difference. But maybe you can do like the team this week. You can call some people. Maybe you think if someone comes to mind, I'm going to ring them. I'm going to contact them. You know, you don't have to always use a, a, a you know, a, a FaceTime or Zoom call because that can catch people out sometimes. Just make a phone call, ring them, see how they're doing. And, and what if we move from being consumers to grasping this moment as an adventure? This disruption can annoy us or it can be something that excites us. Maybe we can share our stories on social media and tell people what you're going, how God's challenging you at this time. And maybe you can offer to pray for your friends and family. Use the prayer we mentioned earlier. There are things we can do. We may be on lockdown, but we can still be un leashed while leaning into Jesus and this is the final point is that all this stuff all this idea of being disrupted being a gift is if we are fully rock solid depending upon Jesus Christ I know this is wobbling people right now but if we place our feet firmly on the rock that is Jesus Christ, leaning into him. He is the one that unites us. He is our anchor in times of trouble. He is the fire in the veins, the song uh, says we're gonna sing in just a moment. Jesus, the very thing unites us as one purpose. He is our rock. We may be on lockdown people, but we can still be unleashed. We can still make a difference. Mm. God bless you all. Um, I hope that was really helpful to you. Remember, disruption can be a gift to you at this time. Lottie, why don't you pray for us as we okay. bring things together yeah, and hand brilliant. over to you. Thanks, Sim, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> Father God, we just want to uh, lift ourselves to you at this time. Lord, would you just show us how we can be unleashed people, what that means for us in the day-to-day. -day. Would you show us opportunities that we can take to show your love to others? And Father, I just pray that you'd help us in our, in our response to disruption. Lord, when we face disruption, we have a choice and we can choose um, how we respond. And help us to stay really tuned with your spirit, just to, um, just to sense whether that disruption is a good one or if it's not, and what to do with that. So Father, I just pray that you'd help us in our response. And may we always say a huge yes and amen to you into your will. Thank you for that word, Lord. I pray that you just bed that in us and help us to act that out day to day. Amen. 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 For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.